At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It is May 2nd, 2022. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. I am Tim Herb. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley. Across the table from me, Mr. Dan James. I'm not even pointing at the screen anymore. He's on the screen. He's uh, in, in his undisclosed location in uh, the greater uh, Atlanta, Birmingham, Nashville metro area. Wherever That's ISIS right. cannot it, find Wherever <laughs> ISIS is not <laughs> evading <able to> <laughs> ISIS. <laughs> and we're also joined by our friend and special guest, Ms. Kelly Francis, down below on the screen. If you guys are watching hello, on hello. YouTube. Thank you for joining us. It's been I am, a long time. I'm so happy. I know. I mean, Dan was pointing this out. I mean, it would five, five, six years, maybe. Yeah. I, mean, I don't feel like it's been that long since I've since I've uh, pushed myself on your podcast. But you no. know, I feel like it's still a good amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I, it was when we did that live thing at the training ground that Kevin set up. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The one where they should not have given us a live mic at the training ground. That one. Yeah. <laughs> what was that for? The champions league. It That's was for the soccer streets yes. champions league. Was, yeah. 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 Like Dan has a, how, how old is your youngest now, Dan? Three, four. He's three. Well, he's, he's three. Four, so. Yeah. I have a nine month old. Kevin is got a dog. Got a dog. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, are you, are you guys married yet? October 1st, October 1st, Ah, coming up less than six months. Yep. As I was reminded by the men's warehouse the other day. Yeah. You're welcome. (laughs) Just to to point that out is like, they take your measurements and I'm like, "Ah, you know, I think I'll lose a little bit of weight before the wedding. He's like, no, just come in a month before and we'll remeasure you. It's like, oh, this is just for a deposit. This isn't really for measurement. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's it's for a deposit and to get in the like production queue. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a rough idea. Yeah. It's like, oh. Oh, so they know like what color you're wearing. Right. And so they can have everything on. Yeah. They can have everything on hand and ready to be tailored, but they're not going to actually do it until 30 days before you actually get it. But. Oh, that's like the same way else. women feel about like their wedding dress where it's like, I know a good amount of women are like super determined to like be a certain size for their wedding dress, but others are just like, yeah, don't even get me started on my is. dress. Yeah. yeah, I know <laughs> it's, it's the corset. Like, are you doing quarter inch? I'm you know, starving. Long sleeve? <laughs> yes. I'm starving As- myself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I will fit into that dress. Yeah. 
God, I'm so glad I'm past my wedding. I mean, it was awesome, but it was so much so stressful. Oh no! Oh. Oh. I'm just never going to get married, so I don't have to worry about it. That's that's the way I. That's that's the that's role. Forty chess wins. right there. Always <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. playing chess while everyone's playing oh. checkers. You know, to, I do to interrupt and to do a little housekeeping. If you guys are watching us live on YouTube, as I know some of you are, we have Elliot Beaven, Richard Gordon, Joe Johnstone, Annabal Roldan taking a break from the CCP machine known as TikTok to join us. And then uh, we got Brittany S too, joining us as always in the trap. If you guys are watching after the fact, hit the subscribe button, notification bell icon, get a uh, notification whenever we go live. If you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and or a review. We got one this week. Oh, what? yeah, we did. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We got him. Yeah. Um, it was before we even announced Kelly was coming on, so it's not yeah. because of her. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because of her. Um, I And I found this, I think, is a reference to Letterkenny, which I think I've seen one episode of uh, ever. Um, the guy's name is Shorzy69, and it's a, it's a five stars. Five stars. As, as if you would, like... I wouldn't expect anything less. No, uh, I said he's a Stitcher listener. Is the title? He said I've been listening. He's for a, the one. He's the one. He's the one <laughs> guy who listens on Stitcher. I didn't realize that was still a thing. Who? Somebody owns Stitcher. Somebody big bought that. Elon Musk. Oh yeah, you're right. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been listening for a while. I got off of Stitcher because of that. <laughs> I refused to post on Stitcher because Elon Musk bought it. Oh, been listening for a while on Stitcher with no way to give a review on there. Felt bad for or felt bad you guys haven't gotten a lot of, or any love lately. So figured I'd put it it off, or I'd put it off long enough. Great insight on the game uh, uh, and team. Sorry, had something <laughs> in my throat. So is this a pity review then? Like <laughs> yeah, they felt it's, bad, so it's Doug It's Doug Roberson. It's Doug Roberson. So much better than the Twitter doom and or gloom and doom I see pop up on my feed most of the time. Enjoy listening during uh, during the day at work as I'm on the road and it gets a little lonely. Then all I have to do is skip to the Dan load and I'm feeling it's all right. It's cool that we have truckers that listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's listening to us while he's on strike. I get it. <laughs> That's why he's on Stitcher. Yeah. He's got nothing else to do. He's, he's a trucker on strike. When he's on the road, it's all coming together. Uh, uh, but no, seriously, enjoy what you guys do each week, getting your perspective on the game that I love and the team that I'm behind. Look forward to each episode to hear all of your thoughts on the week prior. Cheers. That's great. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, is that, who is that from? Shorzy69. All right. Nice. Shorzy. Nice. Yeah. Doesn't sound like a bot at all. No, not at all. No. <laughs> not at all. That's one of those machines that they feed the, like a subject into and it just writes an article. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's one of those AI models. Like there, there are things that are like that. Cause that would solve so many emails. Oh, oh yeah. There's like, uh, like even years ago we used to get, so I worked for a marketing company and marketing software company. We'd get hit up for companies that wanted to sell us their bot platform that would like you spit, like you like type out some stuff and it'll spit back an entire article for you is weird it, it's very very much machine written you can tell but yeah. anyway um how are you guys feeling uh pain <laughs> pain pain that's how i feel right now pain i so, was uh drinking heavily during that uh match and there was it didn't stop should after. we get should we gauge emotions based on higher better or worse than doug robertson felt Whenever Marcelino Moreno <laughs> scored that goal, oh <laughs> uh, 
Do you think like he felt his whole world crumbling down around him when he scored? Because that wasn't just like he already a, had half the article typed up. Whenever that happened, <laughs> he did. He probably did. He probably did because he did release an article a few hours ago that was like Marcelino Moreno's got to go. Still yeah. sucks. He still sucks. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You said you were drinking heavily during it, Kelly. I was. So I was up in Baltimore. I was uh, visiting my family. It was my parents' 40th anniversary. Oh, that's so, awesome. Cheers yeah. to that. Yeah. yeah, cheers cheers to them. Um, so we, we, we started the party right at four. And of course, game started. So I wasn't able to like, I had to meet and greet and do gifts and all that stuff like right at four. So we didn't actually, we weren't able to turn on the game until like uh, 25 minutes in. Uh, you know, after there was already a goal, um, which I got notified of. So, you know, you're coming in with l- low expectations at that moment. Um, you know, I had not seen um, a lot of how we were playing. I mean, I had assumed it's the same same old story that we keep seeing in the sense that we were the better team for most of the game. And then we shut off for, I don't know, five minutes. And then within those five minutes, we get scored on. But um, Look, this is sort of like an interesting conversation because Doug Robertson is like up Moreno's butt in a bad way. But um, there is something to be said about the fact that I love Moreno's spirit and that sometimes he can pull the weirdest stuff out of nowhere. But his ability to dribble on the ball is both a blessing and a curse because at times he goes into three people and loses possession and then it's it's like, well, what were you doing? Where are we going with this? That certainly so, seemed to get a lot worse after that goal he scored. I noticed after he scored, it was like, oh, I'm taking on the whole team now. And it team. consistently became a liability, I felt like, in the second half. Oh, for sure. For sure. And it, look, like again, the goal made, I yelled again. It was a game was on mute. I yelled. I was in the party of older people. So it was it was not the most welcome thing but it's still so those moments like well well yes we're glad that you scored a goal i don't want to have to count on marcelino marina marcelino marina to actually score a goal i mean that's like he's supposed to create an assist and he's supposed to you know be a spark of of ingenue and like take take on this creative form in the same with almeida like i'm again i'm not looking towards almeida to score a lot of goals i'm looking on him to carry the team on his back and be creative we're we're missing a number nine completely like Ronaldo's fast but does he have a finishing touch I mean we can we can go down this line all the time but like the fact of the matter is that we should not have been building our attack with the idea that Joseph was going to be available to play for the full season yeah that's going to continuously seem to rear its head at this point yeah it sucks though i mean you look at some of the signings that teams have made in the past couple years and i i keep going back to the cj sapong signing that nashville made for a free two years ago and that would have been a perfect signing for us like if i think about this team right now with a guy like cj sapong up front like we're probably pretty good for a while until we get yeah. You know, a, a more longer term uh, striker in place, or even like Kai Kamara, who came on for Kamara. Montreal, he, exactly, right? Like, exactly. He's Brad, like, I want to play till I'm 40. Bradley, Bradley Brad, Wright Phillips, talk him out of retirement to come play Again. a game. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. I mean, whenever he played for LAFC and he definitely had legs in him before he retired, he scored a handful yeah. of goals or good goals for, for LAFC. I mean, 
<sighs> I don't know. I mean, it's tough. You're right, though. I mean, it's I don't know that you can blame a midfield that dominates because they're not the ones that you should be expecting to score. You can't. I, I find it hard to believe, too, that you can expect a guy like Ronaldo Cisneros, who didn't play a whole hell of a lot for Chivas Guadalajara and bring him in and immediately think he's going to um, bring and in results. Golden touch. Yeah. yeah, it's not going to happen. And then your only guy who's shown from a striker standpoint, who has shown a finishing touch this year, it's Dom Dwyer. And as soon as he really starts going, he gets injured. Like, a red card. Or or was, that's or, yeah, yeah, the red card too. <laughs> and then now he's dealing with an injury and it's, he's not even making the 18 after, you know, just, he looked like, Granted, it was against the Nisa squad in Chattanooga, but he, I mean, those touches would have probably, those shots would we have just still need gone 11 Goodmans, yeah. basically. Yeah, we do need 11 Goodmans. He, he, he's yeah. one of our best, he's probably our best striker, honestly, if he could just put yeah, it on but frame. The, oh my gosh. Yeah, if you put it on frame, for sure. I, I have such, this is going to be so inappropriate. I have such a hard on for Goodman just because of the work ethic. I mean, it it's it's so attractive, and it's it's the same thing that you see out of Lennon. Lennon gets a little bit more emotional with, with how, especially with the way the, the games have been going lately. I mean, Lennon's just extremely emotional about not getting calls and he's just not going to get them sometimes because it's MLS. It's the, the ref system here. But like Gutman and our, our, our left backs and our right backs have the heart. It's just, it's lacking everywhere else. I mean, you see Ibarra and you see Roseto like putting in the work, but it, there's a disconnect. And like, I was reading over the, the, post-match comments from from Gutman and from Bobby Shuttleworth and like both of those players are talking about how like the connection between everybody there there's something missing and I really do think it has to be with a lack of leadership you you know Ozzy Alonso was the leader before he was injured Brad was a leader before he was injured Joseph was a leader I mean they're all leaders but it's it's a difference when they're not on the field like you don't have those guys yelling at you like getting your mind back in the game and there was a complete lack of like, we talk about how Atlanta was like, had this clutch gene for a good run of form in the very beginning. And again, we're only nine games in. So like, there's not much history that we can talk about with that. I mean, there's still history, but the minute we lost Ozzy, that clutch gene, that clutch gene was gone because that's the, that was the person in the field telling you we're going to win this game. We still have however many minutes, like it's, yeah, I mean, Annabelle's right. Miles is not a captain. I love Miles. Miles is not a captain. He's not going to be that vocal guy in your face telling you to suck it the fuck up and carry on. Yeah, I think nobody wants to step up to be a captain because no one wants a season-ending injury, which seems to happen every single time. <laughs> That's a good point. Wait, Joseph's out for the season, Dan? Are you, are you I mean, this? Um, I, I, I don't have much faith in Joseph uh, anymore. Do you think uh, that armband has some sort of like transitive properties? Like it, yeah, it's like it's that a smallpox band. Yeah, just or colorful. it's like that movie. Was it Fallen with Denzel Washington and John Goodman, where they just keep passing the demon back and forth? What? Yeah, and they just pass. You never. That's a good movie. Have you never devil watched? with never, the elevator. When they're all in the elevator, and one of them's the devil. No, that movie. No. That movie's terrible. <laughs> it's actually not that bad, but by M. Night Shyamalan standards, so it's pretty bad. Uh, no, Fallen. It's a great movie. It's Oh, were they in the Capitol building? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Olympus has fallen. fallen. Yeah, okay, good. exactly. Got it. Oh, you mean it's got a different name? Yeah. Okay, because um, <laughs> wow. okay, I was like, I don't know that movie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I thought that was Morgan Freeman. 
Was it Morgan Freeman? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think in, it was Morgan. In Olympus oh. has fallen. Yes. Oh my God. You guys. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> fallen is an actual movie, but I just wanted to derail it because none of us knew that movie. <laughs> <sighs> Denzel Washington. Uh, the guy from 300. Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler's in it. That's right. Olympus is Fallen. I know that movie, dude. The lead because it was like Olympus is Fallen, and then there's a sequel. Like it's it's a two parter, right? Yeah, too fast, too fallen. fallen. Too fast, too fallen. (laughs) I saw I saw this I saw this meme like probably two years ago, and they're like, it's a missed opportunity if because they're on on the precipice of. Fast, Fear, Fast and Furious 10. Yeah. And if they don't call it Fast 10, your seatbelts, like the, the, the missed opportunity there would be like the marketing be opportunity really there. Yeah. Really anyway, Dan, sorry. Uh, that's okay. So we've had, I think they were saying on the broadcast, we've had nine different lineups. And I think this is our ninth game. So, I mean, it sounds boring. I feel like the missing link is, is yes, I think it's some leadership in the field uh but then it's also we just don't have it haven't had any consistency at all and then it's like well people are talking do we want to get moreno out well what's the solution then without a moreno i feel like moreno is the solution right now he's he's what we have to build around um i mean not not build around he's what we have for the season you heard Um, it first Dan, dan says moreno deserves dp money that's well, he's had DP money, but then yeah, we brought him down. Yeah. But then it's like, well, do you, because you really, I mean, that's a position who you would want a DP at, but then it's, we don't have any DP slots available. So it's, it's, it's difficult for me to, that I know every I know everyone's frustrated, but I just don't know. Don't we I think have a, just sorry, don't we have a young DP the, slot available? We have a U22 like an under 22? spot. Yeah. Yeah. But they can uh, they max out at was six hundred and twelve thousand salary. Um yeah. how so, does it work with Joseph being out for the season? He's oh no, he's not out for the <laughs> season. Dan just said he was. That's right. <laughs> Never mind. I, got I think you get some cap relief, but you I don't think <laughs> you would when he yeah. was out for the last two seasons, we didn't get a DP spot, a compensatory, yeah. compensatory I can't remember. DP spot. Did we talk about it on the last podcast or was it just uh, in the Slack when we were talking about the compensatory uh, or like the the limits to the... How much relief you get. Yeah, how much... Ta- I think it was a cap relief. Slack. It's like up to $200,000 worth of salary yeah. for a player who's making less than six hundred or six fifty or something like that, right? Choose your own adventure pass. I so like so with Brad, What are you talking about? Talking oh. about how much cap relief we get for the people who are on IR. So like no Brad idea. is making shy of seven hundred thousand. So I think we get the max relief, which is like two hundred thousand yeah. for him or something like yeah. that. And then for the other guys, it's scaled down. But um, yeah, it sucks. I mean, continuity. You're right, Dan. It is the less sexy topic, right? But I think continuity is a huge issue here because you're right. I don't know that. We, have we fielded the same starting eleven at all this year? No. I don't think no. so. Yeah, no. So, I mean, that's the, everything. Everything got fucked after uh, Aruju got injured in the first half of the first game. In the first 20 I really minutes do think, of the season. <laughs> I think that they built their attack around him in the sense that, like, I mean, he was a focal point. Just like I don't think yeah. there's been the same starting 11 for two games, I don't think we've gone two games without having an injury. That's true. Who got injured? Yeah, who got injured in Montreal? Sosa. 
Well, Sosa got injured the the game. Prior. Miami, right? Yeah, and so, so we, George yeah. Campbell. So again, we've gone one game. We haven't gone two games without yeah. an injury. Well, it is only Monday, so <laughs> it is. There you go. Yeah. Tuesday training is not taking place yet. <laughs> exactly. Have we have we looked into like which training day has taken so as so many knees? Like, what day did Heinemann get injured? What day did Dom Dwyer get injured? Like, what? I don't know. Is it a certain day of the week? Is it? I feel like at this moment with, with the training ground, with, you know, with the, with the facility, they just need to do a Ted Lasso and, and, you know, release the ghosts Mm. or the the curse of some sort. Tequila! Tequila, burn some shit. Yeah. Get Carol Ann out there. Stop all the birthday cake. That might be it. Yeah. Also, I forgot to ask, can we cuss on this? I just started cussing without approval. Okay. I didn't know. We're not. I already did mouth. it, so I. <laughs> yeah, no. We don't have FCC fines or whatever. I don't even think they do. I don't. They don't we don't have. They we don't, don't have corporate overlords, except Manscaped. No. Yeah. Uh, what that? <laughs> um, so going back to Moreno, I mean, yeah. yeah. I think it was Kone and Wanyama would just press in and off of of Moreno, and he ended up being dispossessed like four times during the game. And it, he's a fast guy, but when he gets the ball, he just gets a lot slower. Like, I yeah. think it was Kone who just was able to catch up with him in a few seconds and was able to body him off the ball. So in, in that regard, it's extremely frustrating. And then you see uh, there was one play in the second half where Gutman was coming up the left and he was completely wide open, but Moreno decides to just turn to his right and go the opposite way. And it's like... There Dude, was a few on, of those moments where the, it seemed like the front four just got out of sorts and stuck in between two fields or two mindsets of attacking one-on-one or sometimes 3v1 and, versus just taking the easy pass with somebody that's wide open on either side of them, whether that was Moreno, Almada did it at one point. I mean, it, it consistently, Aruju had one instance where it happened. Like I said, the front four seemed to consistently get into those positions to where there were options available and they just got themselves into trouble rather than taking the easy out that could have made a much easier shot on goal and it just fell apart. Does it sound like somebody to you? Sound like somebody who was here for three years as a DP? Pity Martinez? He was only here for like a year. No, so, Ezekiel Barco. Like, I, I hear all these people complaining about Moreno being a problem and that he just no. dribbles and dribbles and dribbles oh, and loses yeah. possession. But are the same people I feel like that were championing Barco. But why? Like, yep. it's this the same end result. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Moreno no, it's, doesn't it's have the same thing. It's the yeah. same thing. Barco does it. It's, it's one pass too many. And it's and the way you're referring to you know the front four, it's like when they get to a certain spot in and you know the other team's final third, you're looking their their heads down. They're not raising their head and seeing an open pass. It's like they don't feel like they have enough time to figure something out. When the fact that they do, it's I can't tell you how many times I, I watched this match in Montreal where it's like they cut right, but there's clearly way too much space on the left. Why don't you find space? Give yourself time. It's like when we get into the, the final third, it's we, we rush. It's yeah. like we have to get a, an immediate shot off. We don't take time to just see options. And it's so frustrating because while I am a huge proponent on the field for if you have a shot, take a shot, this this team does not have the ability to 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 shoot like that. In very small instances we do, but most of the time it is wide or over the bar. Take a time, raise your head, find another person, drop back, cycle it, do 
do something, but it, it, you know, we talk about how well we have possession, but we just rush it. It's like, you've gotten a girl in a bed now and you don't know what to do. So you freak out and it's over in 30 seconds. So like, take your time. That's all I gotta say. Take your time. Uh, All right, just, just, to, just to back that up, I mean, we had uh, happened to me so many times. Um, it, <laughs> we had, we had twelve shots. <laughs> we had twelve total shots. Six were outside the eighteen, right? We only had six inside the eighteen, and none in the in the six yard box. Whereas Montreal had just three outside the 18, seven inside the 18, and then five inside the six. So they get in a lot closer to goal in order to to have, you know, cause chaos. Because we didn't have we didn't create many chaotic um situations in the box, whereas they did. And it's 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 um whether it's bigger guys like uh Kendall Miller, um who just who who are who seem to able to just body everybody off the ball and he fucking destroy like he just bossed us the entire like to see a center back play like that and the assist that he had the assist on the second goal right yeah or he did right he did get the assist yeah yeah uh but it's just it's like to Kelly's point it's frustrating we see that however I think Almada had two excellent free kicks and Brazen did amazing <laughs> they're on target um did amazing <laughs> keep them both were. out and then he had a rip from outside which i guess just went wide um yeah. but again it's it's taking those um more speculative shots from outside rather than trying to get in and actually providing some action in the box but isn't that what you want from your midfielders and your attacking midfielders like they're going to be putting either putting passes into a non-existent number nine now but are taking shots and keeping the defense and the goalkeeper on their toes right like uh, a person no. like almada i don't expect him necessarily to be getting into the box and yeah. and no, shooting no. inside the six well i would expect someone to streak in make some slashing runs into we don't the have box those and... people though right no, like where exactly. is that where yeah the number that? nine's not there that would be the number nine well, I would say coming in from the sides, like you know, we used we used to see Gressel doing it. Um, we would see well, Goodman's getting it. into position regularly. Yeah, he's regularly inside the six yard box. He just can't put it on frame for whatever reason. I can't. I mean, I can't count how many opportunities he's had inside the six over the past three or four games. Yeah. But I also it's, put Brooks Lennon in that category because yeah. Brooks Lennon's are the same. Yeah. So I think yeah. that you're, I mean, Dan, to your point, your wingers are getting into that position, but it's the same song and dance across the board where nobody seems to be putting it away. And the goals that are getting scored are either in the last minute or two of the match or on fluke chances like Cisneros gets right in front of the goal where it just falls into his lap. There's, yeah. there's no real consistency in the development and the playmaking to capitalize on the chances that are being created. Like it's just, it's not happening. Do we have um, stats on how many goals that were scored against us that were from set pieces or from the run of play? I was listening to like, I'd be here today and I think it's half. I think Jason said maybe it's half of the goals that we've given up this year have been on, uh, That's on ridiculous, man. set pieces. And if not, yeah. it's like very close to half. And it's like teams know that. I mean, I forget yeah. who that was that yeah. had that quote about knowing that Atlanta is going to maintain 70% of possession throughout the match. So you just play defensively, take advantage of your opportunities, and just wait for your set piece, basically, because you know yeah. that that's going to be your best chance to score. That's what Kamal Miller said. 
Right. And they and they showed that throughout Absolutely. the game because they 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 pressed when they and then they got the early goal and then they Yeah. I don't, so I don't think they they shut up shot because Atlanta was out possessing. I felt like they they understood and their front three would go forward and like bump our um defenders back which ended up with a backward pass over not under not a lot of pressure but they're trying to be uh more conscious of possession. And then they they're, they're they're crowding guys in front of their goal. And then as soon as we get the equalizer, Matt, Doug Robertson said this, it's like a light switch. Then they just went to town and was able to do what they wanted. I don't feel like we, I know Atlanta um, was on the right side of a lot of the stats, but I feel like Montreal actually were the ones who dictated this game. No, I completely agree, Dan. It it was, Whenever they had the lead, it's not like they bunkered and just waited for the rest of the 90 to play itself out. They took advantage of the transitions whenever they occurred, but they didn't put themselves into risky positions defensively. Atlanta capitalized with Moreno getting the possession that he had, but it's not like Montreal was just stacking 10 inside the 18 for for the entirety of the match. And then as soon as they scored, it was back to business as usual. You know, yeah. we yeah. Atlanta had opportunities though. So, oh yeah, it's, it's squandered yet again. The squandered. story, but again, if Atlanta's not going to capitalize on the opportunities, what I mean, what's it? What's the what's the opponent need to do? I mean, Atlanta's not going to need Nothing. if they can't put it away anyway. It's not like they're going to be threatened or in a position to feel like they've got to be overly aggressive or overly defensive. It just feels like the same song and dance. I feel like we've seen your, I don't know, since Tata left. Mm-hmm. A lot of possession without purpose or, I mean, to come I will up, say at least we're getting to that side of the pitch true, yeah. versus DeBoer where most of the possession was maintained right in, the on, on the, in the middle or on our side of the field. At yeah. least we're getting closer to the 18. Maybe with the next manager, we'll be getting inside the net. <laughs> Um, Pineda out. Am I right? Oh my god! No. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, but I mean, even come on. Like to your point, Dan. Come on, Miller uh, pointed that out. He's like, we know they're really good in possession. They don't do anything with it. But right. Uh, he said something. He said something really Such like to the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, so he, I, he has no. every reason to say that he dominated us. So yeah. I mean, well, the, okay. So talking about our midfield, right? Our midfield is extremely talented. We have a very talented midfield. But when you actually look at like the, the two key players that should be also contributing to the attack, they're not. Jose's yeah, not contributing to the in attack. Columbus, Abaro's not bangers. Con- Nagby's goal this past weekend? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Kelly. I was saying I the reason why we don't have a the reason why we don't have a midfield is because he's in Columbus scoring bangers because Nagby had a rip of well, a goal Nagby this past weekend. Was just Oh, I miss him so bad, but you can't you can't cause a player to not want to not leave when it has to do with families. So like that's, yeah. in my opinion, that move was primarily out of the relationship that he has with his family and wanting to be closer to home. So there's nothing you can do about that. But you know, we talk about roster build, and it does not feel like it's been the same since when the roster was originally built. Like what, what have we lost in that sense of like, where did that ingenue, like where did those ideas of the roster building come from in the beginning? And then why is it not the same now? Well, also where's the, where's the camaraderie between the the players themselves? I think it's, 
there's something I, I feel like there's something missing from that standpoint. Like you don't see the relationships between teammates that you saw in those first three years. Whether that was between Miggy and Joseph or you know Is it a language barrier thing? I don't I don't know if that's it that's it because there's plenty you of got, you got two Brazilian guys. Well, Joseph know. Patrick said Machope Chol and Marcelina Moreno are apparently really good friends. Oh, that's cool. So one guy that's playing and one guy that's not. <laughs> that makes total sense. That totally gets you're right. I'm wrong, Dan. I'm totally what? wrong. You're you're totally right. Fuck so me, are, right? are you only, are you only looking for <laughs> relationships between players who are act, who are playing right now? Yeah, that seems to make the biggest difference in my opinion. It's like, hey, I heard that Jackson Conway and uh, Mikey Ambrose are really cool off field. <laughs> Yeah, because he spent a oh, lot of time on the bench we together. Have Mikey Ambrose. <laughs> like I, I forgot that he's on our team. Oh, yeah, for like a third time, like a third different stint. Yeah. Uh, what a trooper. What yeah. an absolute trooper. trooper. No, but you're right. I mean, uh, to, whether or not it's because we don't see it on Instagram stories or whatever, like we used to when the guys yeah. were all playing video games together or all going out to dinner together. I mean, I miss LGP. Yeah. I feel like if we had a player like him right now playing at center back instead of say, I, I mean, George Campbell maybe is showing that he's not ready or maybe he was just injured during that torrid stretch that he had. Um, I and think he was just injured. Yeah. And then Alan Franco, who I want to talk, it was, was he at fault for the first goal? Was I that his man? Was. Yeah. I it, mean, it, what, he Kamal was Miller was his watching. man, right? It was, it was technically his man for both, to be honest. Yeah. Weird, weird, but yeah, sounds like a yeah. familiar trend. Yeah, <laughs> but but bringing a guy in like LGP would slot in, would be a vocal leader, would bring some fire to the team, and would probably bring that off field camaraderie too. Because I felt like he was always kind of at the center of it, him and uh, him and Joseph. But I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. It's 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 again. That's about the it's about the relationship building. Um, and it's, it's somebody in the locker room that's driving the relationship building. I mean, I see people in the comments saying that they went out for somebody's birthday last week, which that that's fantastic. But again, you have to have, you have to have somebody like a captain that's sitting there driving people to, to hang out or not do things that they yeah. want to do because it's important an old man to drive the, the bus home at the end of the night. Yeah. Who's driving them all home? Who's going, who's, who's the Jeff Lorenowitz in the car? That's what I want. Who's taking the boys to hippo hop exactly. or catch air. <laughs> exactly. Or, yeah. Going to treetop quest. Who's the chef building? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, exactly. But uh, you make a good point, though. That's a that's a veteran presence. So where's our veteran presence? We've no, there that. is no veteran presence. And it's one thing if you have it off the field with, like, say, Ozzy Alonso and Joseph are great off the field uh, veteran presence. But to your point, I mean, Ozzy's not on the field. Jo- Brad's not on the field. Joseph's not on the field. It's one thing to hear it from the sidelines, but to hear it from your your guys that are in the trenches with you on the field and and being able to organize too, because. And that's the other thing we're talking about having, you know, giving the captain's armband away and not giving it to an attacker or like. Well, to that point, how, what's the average age of this lineup right now? It's, it's probably like yeah. 24, 25. Again, like that's another thing. It's, it's just yeah. like there, there's no, it's, it, there's no veterans anywhere to be found. It's a relatively young team across the board right now. So there's. Who's the oldest guy in our starting 11 right well, now? Well, the, the average age of our Alan squad Franco? is. 24.7 years which is <laughs> extremely young oh my god that's yeah. almost like san jose like start the kids young 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we don't have Kate Cowell. Like that's the difference. <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, I don't. It's it's tough. I mean, I think Alan Franco might be our oldest starter right now, right? Or maybe Araujo Gutman. Gutman is like thirty, isn't he? Gutman's got the hairline of a he's, much older he's man. He's either twenty four or twenty five years old. No, he's like thirty six. <laughs> Well, I yeah. mean, Bobby Shuttleworth. He's definitely not running 34. like it. That's okay. <laughs> oh yeah, Bobby Shuttleworth is oh, probably sure. our oldest, so like thirty-two, thirty-three. Uh, that's a good question, though. Do we do we use this summer transfer window to actually get a legit goalkeeper? Mm. I thought we brought in Rocco Rios Novo to. Uh, he to is that We got him on yep. loan. So yeah. we're keeping Bobby then. Is the the thought for the rest of the year? Probably which, so. Which, I know. Which I feel like I was thinking about this the other day. If we keep him, do we pay, play Bobby for the rest of the year? I mean, what's the future there with Bobby Shuttleworth? I don't Should know. Should we just go in and... I mean, I guess if the if the results hold the same for the next 10 games, surely we just play Rocco for the rest of the season. You would think so, right? Though he is on loan. I mean, Bobby can't Kelly's play point. with his feet. The Bobby cannot play with his feet, right? He right. said that. He's admittedly pointed that out. We've built... Pineda's built this with with a goalkeeper who can play with his feet. So, are we are we changing the way that we come out of the back? I mean, yeah. can Rocco? That, that's the question. No, I don't. Rocco have, yeah. he, he doesn't. He doesn't have play, ball like uh, ball playing ability, does he? I mean, I feel like it's a kind of a rare uh, attribute in MLS. I feel to be like honest. The, I think no. I think Rocco can. I mean, that's that's the modern goalkeeper now, right? You play with your feet. Yeah, yeah. And then you give your fans heart attacks. Like Allison, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do. But, yeah, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if we try and go out and get a another veteran center midfielder. But it's like you know, who we yeah, can, if we're know not getting we a center midfielder or a full, who can we get on loan, Kelly? Um, he's at Man City, and he's not the starting goalkeeper, and he needs to get time before the World Cup. Mm, so he can just hold on to the ball while somebody slides on him and puts it in the back of the net in an FA Cup semifinal. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's a brain fart I can't really forget. <laughs> I feel like that's tough. Ooh. That's really but you, tough. But you think Stefan's not as good as Shuttleworth? That's the question. For the money, for sure. I I don't think who I don't care who on this front office cares about money, Tim? <sighs> I care about Nobody. the salary cap. We can't afford. Can we afford Zach Stefan? We're just going to keep dropping players so that we free up more salary. It doesn't work like that. You just this put in money. This is the Federal Reserve, baby. <laughs> this isn't the Auburn head coaching search. <laughs> we can't just buy people out and then just We're keep bringing them in. Printing gam over here, dude. <laughs> oh God. Gam, tam, inflation. Gam, we'll figure it out in a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. I mean, there's Ethan Horvath, too, who's probably cheaper than Zach Steffen, who would probably mm-hmm. want to get into the discussion for the U.S. men's national team keeper duties. Um, but then the other guys are in MLS, right? Like, well, yeah. I don't know. Sean Johnson, um, Matt Turner is already on his way to Arsenal. Yeah, I don't know. I just, think, I, I just think there's an opportunity there. Yeah, I mean, it it could be, but I don't think part of me thinks that we wouldn't have made the move for Rocco if we True. were going after someone else. True. I think that this team, it, my thought would be that 
there would be a higher focus or emphasis placed on getting a forward in the transfer window than above all else. Anything we have like else. six center midfield. Yeah, we don't. I mean, yes, we're missing a veteran. Okay, but you can fill that position with a forward. It's not the ideal scenario, but I think that that's really where the front office is going to be targeting. What about Carlos Tevez? What's he doing these days? <laughs> Get him to ditch that Walker as Kane and come join us in Atlanta. I mean, we need somebody. It's going to be, right. if, if we pull in anybody, it's got to be a forward at this point because there are zero answers from this roster. There are a handful, point. like the U S men's national team, uh, discussion about guys trying to get game time, trying to get into the 23 going into Qatar. There are a handful that are in Europe that could use some playing time over here. You know who I'd love to have? It doesn't fit into your striker conversation, but Yunus Musa. Can we grab him? Can we can we keep him? Can we play with him? Can we look can I can I just have him just to have him? <laughs> he would him? be a he would be a really exciting player to to bring in. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And then What's I know that they're talking that? about Matthew Hope. Is it Hop? Hoppy. Hope. Hoppy. Hoppy. Okay. It's Hoppy. 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 But that's the, that's the striker Hoppy. journey that we're talking about with yeah, the US, yeah. U.S. men's national team. Yeah. Yeah. Him, Nicholas Giochini, Jordan Peefock. There are a couple other guys, I think, that are over in Europe that could. Those guys got play time. They got, you know, their accolades throughout the year. Um, but they. I think they could probably still use some time. Yeah, because I mean, you just need somebody on loan. It's not like you've got to exactly, sign them yeah. to some multi-year deal. You're just trying to get through the season. Uh, again, how about I, signing Daryl DK on loan? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God! Yes. How Dude, fucking how incredible would yeah. that be? But I think oh, he's. Man. I don't know how bad it's his a big body was. in the box. Yeah. Wait, I got the an idea. Losses that we have. I mean, come on. Why don't we sign Erling Haaland just on loan? <laughs> I see Dan has taken the piss, as it were. <laughs> so, Kelly, I want your opinion on this. Oh, dear God. Where are you with Joseph? Are you still in the camp that you think he's going to come back Just and be putting him on the spot? Joseph of old, or do you think it's time to have a transition? Um. Well, thank you for making that a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> a Dan-loaded Dan question. Yeah, a Dan-loaded question. Um, At least you made it quick. Yeah. Well, I, I I don't think that you can have Joseph without – like you can't have Atlanta without Joseph. I just don't think that's a possibility at this point. Um, he's made himself a staple with this club and with the city. I think that the talks of having him move would be a really hard – slash uh, really uncomfortable with the city. I mean, you saw when, when there was a dispute previously with, with him, with him and a coach and, and we see where we ended up with that. Do I think he's going to be the Joseph that he was? No, but do I still think he can contribute to the team? Yeah, I do. I think that, you know, when he is actually healthy, there is 
there is the ability in him to maybe not be the out and out striker that we knew him as, but to be a, a playmaker, a playmaker and somebody that can drop down and assist and help carry the game forward. I mean, we saw that when he go ahead. Oh, I see. I see so many reactions. I was going to say it. So, okay. So you're just trying to wiggle your way out of answering the question. So do you see it? Okay. So you see him on the team. Do you see him on the team as a DP? There you go. Uh, as a DP? No. Okay. Does he accept if, anything if, less than DP money though? That's a bigger question. Is I he going to get bigger money? Is he going to get bigger than DP money anywhere else? Oh, considering fair, his yeah. string of injuries, think, what are his other options? That, that right there. He's, so he's it's going to. He's reached a point with age and with the injuries that he's had, and the fact that he had to go back and get another surgery on his knee. I don't think he's going to get DP money yeah. anywhere else. So you're saying that it's not going to be us breaking up with Joseph. It's going to be Joseph breaking up with us. I think I think there's going to be I, I don't I can't say either way. I just don't think I don't think Atlanta's going to make the move to get rid of Joseph. I think that they'll try and work um buying him out of the DP slot. Um I don't think he should be sitting in the DP slot. Now, I mean like again, he he lives on such a contract though that it makes that hard. But I just Joseph is Atlanta. I mean, I can't I don't have to tell you. Just the minute he walked in the door, he is Atlanta. I'm tearing up right now. Until until he retires, he is Atlanta. I mean, that's just what it is. Like you you, you tell me, you tell me who you think of when you think of Atlanta sports in the modern era, like 2000 plus. Oh my god! (laughs) I know he he does this all the time, guy. (laughs) He's got a head like a milk chocolate milk dad. Do white chocolate milk duds? Mind blown. I would gross. Uh, yeah, my teeth would rot out. Um, Kelly, I don't think of anyone Kelly, other yeah. than Joseph. Miggy. But, but more Like Jason. we get Miggy back? No, no, no. I just mean if you know, you were saying what do you think of? Who do you think of whenever you think of modern Atlanta sports? And I honestly think Miggy was just as iconic as important in that in that run. And the, yeah, in the but beginning. I think his tenure was such that it hasn't had the last, I mean, he'll certainly have a lasting impact for those that have followed the team since its inception. Mm. But I think that have we been better or worse without him? No, absolutely. I agree. But his impact, I feel like on the team and on the fan base is less than Joseph's probably. Yeah, I would agree. I love Miggy. I, I mean, I, I'd gladly get rid of <clears throat> some players to get Miggy back. Um, if, he, if he's leaving Newcastle, then why not? Oh, yeah. did my oh. okay? I don't know if I froze. Sorry. You did. I mean, no, I would. Good. I would trade Moreno for Miggy. I mean, I love Moreno. I love. I love Almiron. But I mean, that's a it, that's a no brainer. That would be a but, clusterfuck of Miggy Almada and Aruju in the midfield. Good God! Try keeping yeah, up with that, Miggy. But I feel like if Miggy came back here, it'd be kind of. I think it would be. A, kind of depressing as in like he's kind of failed in Europe. Yeah, it's yeah. like a fall from Yeah, Miggy wouldn't do deal. it. Yeah. No, for sure. No. He shouldn't do it. No. Um I mean I think it's got to be it's not going to be easy if Joseph comes back and he can contribute. Great, but I think he's got a fair few more years on his contract and it's not going to be the front office, I mean, depending on the season he has, I feel like the front office have got to make, that's a tough decision. 
are you going to keep them around or are you not be because you can't have non you can't have players that aren't providing yeah. at a high level in DP yeah. slots in this league or even in Tam slots. I mean, are we, would we be pull, if he doesn't get back to that? Would we be pulling an Atlanta United strength and conditioning and hamstringing ourselves? I mean, putting him out there just for nostalgia's sake. I mean, you, I have no idea. Like, I mean, we, if you can tam him down and he accepts that, like Kelly's saying, then. But well, I'm even saying, like at a tam level, if he's a single digits goal guy after he comes back, is it is it worth trotting him out week after week if if we're spending that amount of money. Well, again, then you get you get a transition plan by keeping him in the lineup at least. That you have your veteran forward that's going to instill the Atlanta culture and Atlanta mindset and what the team wants to do and what they want to build their front line around and you're making him a transitional piece rather than the figurehead that he has been in recent years, right? So I think we're I think we're talking a lot of futures right now. I think the the That's fair. probably the mindset of the front office is get Mickey not get Mickey get Joseph back, uh, allow him to to show the spirit that he had coming into the start of the season, which was that he wanted to be in contention for the Golden Boot. Um, allow him to prove himself wrong or prove others wrong, and. Um, that's just sort of where you have it with that. I think that he's given enough to this club for at least us to at least have faith in him to give him a good shot. Oh, I mean, yeah, I think he'd be hard pressed to find anybody that isn't going to give him the benefit of the doubt or give him the chance to come back and, and prove himself. Um, it's just more so trying to be bracing for impact more than anything else, just because I think it is on a, reduced schedule than we maybe had thought a year or two ago. It's the Freddie Freeman conundrum right now. Yeah. People love Freddie Freeman. I love Freddie Freeman. He got us a world series. Great and iconic Braves player. But when they traded Freddie, there was a lot of conversation about how that was a wrong move. And I'm not saying this is equal to Joseph because I do love Joseph. It's Joseph, but Joseph's going to Orlando. That's what you're saying. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I'm saying Freddie's replacement, Matt, Matt Olson, has been doing a great job. And there's been such a little fall off from the replacement that people haven't stopped to really say, well, we want Freddie back because the trade-off was worth it. So yeah. when you know the time what? happens, I think, fine, but I, I'm glad I'm not having to make that decision. And I'm glad that I'm not put in that position because like, he is an Atlanta icon. Nobody cares if you're winning games. That's really all it comes down to. Yeah, winning does. Nobody cares. cares. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares but if it's Joseph or the next guy. Like, he's not even in the team. Yeah, and we're right, losing, yeah. and we're having this conversation. It's just unfair to him as a player. No, you're right. Oh, absolutely agree. Absolutely you're right. Agree. Speaking of a player that uh, has been spoken well, about earlier, go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. Well, I feel like I feel like it's a just conversation. I mean, he. Um, because he broached the subject. Yeah. <laughs> Fitting. I feel like, I mean, he hasn't been the same Joseph uh, since he came back. I mean, no, I know he's got to have. Uh, How many games did he play game. this season, though, before he, before he. Two, two, three like games. Two or three, right? Yeah. yeah. So there, there, it's, it's such a small sample size. You can't 
compare. But again, I how mean, many games has he played the past three seasons? I think that's maybe where well, Dan's coming from, is that the yeah. team wouldn't be in this position had he not already been in a compromised DP position going into this season, and you're coming up on three years now with very little production out of him. Okay, I've, hold on. COVID was a thing, and <laughs> like can, time still marches on, Kelly. I'm sorry. Well, he was still injured through COVID. Exactly. But yeah, it was. I mean, COVID. You're exactly right. We had we had a we had a pandemic which screwed up completely everything. But it's just, I mean, he was injured for a, in the start of 2020, and I just. I just if 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 your if your star player is injured for that long amount of time, I don't think it's unreasonable to be concerned about results afterwards when he's had five surgeries and now he's had a sixth one, I believe, uh, to get his knee right. And was talking himself about. Is it actually five tiring. surgeries? Yeah, he had a whole bunch of cleanup surgeries. Okay. Um. Uh, I. Look, I mean, you could honestly equate a lot, a, a lot of like what we've talked about with Atlanta culture right now with like Atlanta United's lack of identity, right? And this fact that the fan culture is sort of lost in how we feel or and how we how we react to the game and and what we feel about the team as a whole is that the people that we relate to and the people that we latch onto the most the the, the most jerseys I see at any game is Joseph's. So Absolutely. there's a lack of a, a clear figurehead. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, so again, I, I, I think there's a lot of hypotheticals that we're talking about right now. When Joseph comes back and when he's actually able to start and play, and I still think we should, we do need another striker. We need, we need another op person there other than Joseph. It's, that's a clear need, clear need. But I, I just think there's a lot of hypotheticals in the situation. I, I'd like to give Joseph the, the benefit of the doubt for everything that he's actually done for Atlanta United. And I think that I'd be willing to have this conversation with you um, once there's more of a sample size from this year, um, not including post COVID year, which is 2021 and not including COVID year in which, you know, he got, he tore his ACL. So that's just sort of where I'm at with it. I, I'm sorry that I don't have a better answer, but I think that there's a lot of hypotheticals and, it's a touchy situation for anybody that truly loves this team and, and loves Joseph. I think we all love Joseph. We all want the best for him. We want him to be the way that he used to be because again, figurehead and the people that everybody looked to the most, but I, it's just, it's a hard conversation to have. The yeah, it, it is, but I mean, that's what we do as fans. We speculate, we, we can have conversations like this. So, yeah. Um, but the other speculation or hypothetical, I guess I should say, we're only two weeks away from his potential return. Mm-hmm. I don't it's, think it's going to be in two weeks. I'm just saying, like, it was, he had knee surgery for that scope on the 8th of April. And I think it's four weeks, weeks removed since it's six yeah. to eight weeks. Yeah, we could have him. Um, I just wanted to bring a couple of these up. And, and I think maybe it's recency bias too, or maybe the frustration of seeing him get injured or seeing him need surgery again and not remembering so quickly that he did have a pretty good impact at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, and Carlos Rangel saying Joseph was essentially injured and he was playing well before getting his knee scoped. He was getting in good positions, just lacked finishing. I think um, Joseph is still our top scorer. Is he? Re- no, Moreno is, is, right? No, Moreno is now because he's the only <laughs> player now. with two goals. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, you forget, Dan, that 
I think the team has scored what six goals in nine games, and it's from five different players or something like that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, just two goals, two assists, same yeah. as Moreno. Yeah. He yeah. he just he also helped in in assisting the attack in the sense that again, I think we really got the gravity well. In. Um, Almeida, well, oh, oh, not, uh, Arugio got injured in the in the first half of the first game at home. After scoring that I beautiful think if, goal, oh, it was so pretty. But at, at the same point in time, I think that the season sort of took a turn at that moment because a clear piece that you guys had trained with in preseason to be a to be something that Joseph could pass off to and work off of is now gone, and you're having to reshift the the system. I, I, I think that's a great point that was made. Like he was playing well and I thought he was actually, I thought he was getting better until they said that he wanted to get his knee rescoped. And then it was a, oh, okay. So, I mean, good on him that he wanted to make sure that he was a hundred percent. Right. But I mean, like even the game that he played before he went back to, where was it like Philly or something? Like I thought he yeah. was playing well. Yeah, well, you're right to your point, Gala. I mean, nobody on that team serves as like that gravity well. No, no forward is pulling two defenders with them. And I think somebody said that earlier that, you know, we need Atlanta really needs somebody that's going to, uh, Kendrick said it, we need a forward that defenders fear. Defenders don't fear anyone in our lineup. And I think that was the one, I mean, Despite, I think Almada is getting there, to be honest. He, he certainly is, but despite Joseph's physical ability or whether he was 100% or back to 2018 Joseph or not, he demanded the respect of any defensive back, regardless of who he played. And right. Dan, to your point, he was the gravity well that we needed on the front line to open up those lanes for the likes of Aruju and Moreno and now Almada to hopefully get in, you know, bringing it back to what Tim and Dan were talking about earlier, to get inside of the 18, past where those midfielders would typically be at because your striker has pulled so much of those defenders towards them in that gravity well. So, I mean, yeah. Matt, Matt, when, when I cannot pronounce Wisniewski, I mean, that's exactly the point, though. Joseph would come back in the midfield to receive the ball, forcing the wingers to make runs. No one's doing that now. Yeah. Yeah. No, no hold up play. No, no good transitional no. hold up play like that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Hopefully we see him in the next, I don't yeah. know, month. We see him come back and, and healthy for the, for the long haul. I feel the, like that's the just the most good, crucial stretch of the season. I know that everyone's wondering what's going to happen with goalkeeper, with Guzan being out. And obviously, I feel like most people thought that Guzan maybe had a year at most left anyway because of where he was and how much we were paying for him but i think the reason why the conversation around joseph is so important and so intriguing right now regardless of all of the emotional things and what he means to this team and this fan base everything is all 100 percent true kelly I, I totally agree but it's because of everything else that's played out that atlanta clearly does not have answers for if joseph is not in the lineup and i think that's where the conversation is going to continue to play this way until somebody steps up that isn't Joseph and Joseph 
isn't going to be the guy forever. And that's a big question mark that this front office is going to have, whether that's in the summer transfer window or it's in the offseason next year. There's nobody behind Joseph, and Joseph can't play 90 minutes for 34 games, not including Open Cup and CONCACAF year in and year out. Maybe next year. But, I mean, to that point, that's where having a salary captain just screwy financially structured league like this kind of leaves you hamstrung because – you lose you you invest so much in a player like Joseph you're playing a one striker system you're not going to spend any of your like significant allocation money or your 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 salary cap towards a uh, an impact backup striker because you have to fill holes in other places and that's where this kind of shows how how the we, the league has some some weak weak links to uh the way that it's structured because you have a team that just has such a precipitous drop off in in goal scoring for them because they lose one player. They can't really have another guy to insert there, yeah. and not a lot of people play two striker systems anymore. I feel like, yeah. So, well, and to Annabelle, Annabelle's point, um, to highlight my earlier point, Joseph Araujo, Moreno, and Almada haven't played with each other yet. We've had zero consistency. Which, which another we're going to win like, cup. Well, I just you know. It's, Not if you ask I Will Belron. Like I feel like we're we're talking the same stuff like every week. I mean, to me, the answer is Shh, is just don't tell inconsistency them on lineups, and it's that's the frustrating thing to me. It's like, oh great, another lineup. Who's you know who's injured this week? So see if you get your paycheck yeah. this week from the fine it, folks it, at Manscaped. It, <laughs> it is a rotation in the sense of like every time the lineup comes out, you're sort of wondering who's going to get that starting that starting call, right? So that that's a that's a point well point well played. Yeah, I, I think want- I think there's just a lot of unfortunate things that have happened this season, and and we're sitting here trying to figure out what's wrong. But the yeah. the problem is though, like if if you guys are all faced with this math problem, right, and the variables keep changing, you're you're also just going to sit there and be like, I don't know how to answer this problem because you keep changing. Is it your algebra? Is it, is it whatever other math? It's common. It's common. Whoever created MLS's financial structure (laughs) learned fucking common core. So (laughs) yeah. So it's, but speaking of that, you need a scapegoat, right? And that scapegoat right now does seem to be Marcelino Moreno for some whatever yeah. reason. Like people have to point the blame at one. It's gonna person. be somebody. I think um, you're pointing at it a lot of different people, but yeah, sure. I mean yeah. the main one I keep seeing pop up, and mostly I want to point out Matt Wisniewski said that he was late to the to the trap because he was fighting Doug on Twitter. <laughs> oh, please pull up. The <laughs> he, was, oh, was he? He, was, he was arguing. Please pull with up Doug. the thread. I want to see it. Uh, we need receipts. Yeah. Let's see, Matt. If you want to be featured on Home Before Dark next week, be sure to go see <laughs> what we think about. Wait, where? where Isn't is he it? coming on next week? No. I Who? So. Doug Robertson? Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know. You guys do need. I will be out on Monday, so we got to figure out. Uh, maybe Doug Robertson is the guy to fill in for me. Maybe. Maybe yeah. you don't want that. Got big. Big. See, uh, Matt Wisniewski again. Panay has been changing the lineup, but not the tactics. But. Oh, it was Doug's burner I, on animals. Change the tactics. I feel like we just got to keep uh, going with it. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Um, so I did ask the question about what people because I was interested because I see a lot of good whenever I watch Marcelino Moreno, a lot of positive play from him. I do see where maybe there could be some frustration in that he's not fast. He does 
I mean, he had like 90 plus percent passing um, this weekend. He completes a lot of his dribbles. Anyway, trying to figure out what people thought of him. And we got a couple of responses I wanted to go through real quick. Um, Mike German, German, uh, German saying uh, at thought marker saying a high risk, high reward ball progressor that needs to be on a functional team. Can't be relied on to carry an offense or push tempo. Is he talking about Dan in this podcast? Yeah. (laughs) 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 It's nine Oh two. And we haven't even gotten to the Dan load yet. Um, this is I've been enjoying these comments. This is good. Um, <laughs> and we got Pedo Phallus. Whoa. Oh my god, that is a uh, that is, that is, Elon, change bro. the start of that name. <laughs> Thanks, Elon. Oh, this is the kind of stuff he's letting in because he's in <laughs> because he's in control of Twitter already. Um, he's a superb sub. I would use him in the second half if we need unpredict- unpredictable magic. I think he does better with second half fresh legs. I mean, that would be a nice luxury to have for anybody to be able to bring Marcelino Moreno off the bench in the second half. Um, and then Pierce Hicks, good player in, in contributes, odd fit with other attackers, which actually I think that's a fair point because I, and it might just be uh, continuity that we haven't really built with him and the other attackers to the point not having those guys, the front four on the field all at the same time. But he does have kind of a weird play style for the way that the other guys want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, you say he may hold us uh, back mid to long term with his style of not actually playing wide and clogging the middle, even though he's not good with the final pass. Not sad if we sell him, but also not mad if he stays. Just ride the fence. Riding the fence. I don't I wouldn't be mad if we sold him because if we sell him right now, it's going to be for a profit. Yeah. You said it would be for a profit? It would be for a profit because you're not yeah. going to sell him at a loss right now because you don't have any other options. Well, I think it's a good segue. You guys are ready for it. He's teased it. He didn't come in 30 seconds in and then drop it on you. We built up for the past hour and five minutes. You guys are primed. You're ready. Here it comes. Get ready for the dance load. <laughs> All right. So I take my headphones out because Kevin <laughs> does something stupid. Uh, Chicago are bottom of the table. Uh, they're 14th in the form table. They've got two draws and three losses in the past five games. However, Atlanta are 11th in the form table, which is also not great. Um, I'm going to keep this pretty quick. Casper Shabilko, complete asshole. We've dealt with him in Philadelphia. He is their highest rated player. For If you look at um, who scored, he's 7.14, um, which is compared to... This is embarrassing. 7.62 yeah. <laughs> is the highest player. Um I don't have much to say about Chicago. They're pretty uninspiring. Um, they've been playing a 4-2-3-1. So they're bottom of the East. Uh, just lost to Red Bulls, lost to Minnesota 3-0. Um, they drew with the Galaxy 0-0. Lost to Orlando 1-0. Drew with Dallas 0-0-0. So we'll probably end up losing 2-0 to them, them at home. Uh, All right. Well. I was yeah. thoroughly let down. Yeah. I would just kept waiting for it to be funny. Yeah. But... <laughs> no. Thanks, Kelly. No, it's not, it's not the, it's the lead up. That's funny. Um, <laughs> you're, you're, so right. you're saying they're usually funny, Kelly. 
Or is this, <laughs> this, this is like the first one you ever listened to. Um, it's the anticipation that everyone gets most excited about. Yeah, that's right. So I mean, you're, on- you're thinking we lose is, is what your, your synopsis of this is. Um, I, I mean, I know I said that, but I was trying to make a joke, which obviously wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we should win this, right? We should win this one pretty comfortably. Should win and Atlanta United in the same sentence does not exist to me anymore at this point. Yeah. Uh, are we, are we, are we throwing out, um, uh, the, the plate, like what we think the results going to be this weekend? Yes. Because I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. go out of left field here and say, we're going to win three zero. Wow. I think, I think we reached a precipice with the team. I think that they're just going to, they're, a bubble has burst. They're not going to be really pretty goals at all. They're probably going to be really ugly goals, but we get them. And then I think that, I don't know. I'm I'm going on a ledge. It might be the wine that I've drank, but why not? Why I don't not? think it we happens. Need Kelly, I think the sky keeps falling until Joseph makes his return. I think Atlanta loses the next three. Oof. I don't and, think we win against Nashville, that's for sure. Like I said, I think mm. Atlanta loses the next three. In Nashville, yeah. Yeah. And New England. How has New England's run a form been? I know we're talking about Chicago, but has New England turned the it corner? It's been great. I mean, I, from what I from what I've seen, I haven't seen recently, but it hasn't been great. Yeah, it hasn't I, been to the caliber that they were last year for sure. No, no, no. I mean, they're in ninth right now. Um, I forgot Nashville's in the West now. It's so weird. yeah, they've won two and lost three of their last five. Though they beat into Miami, per my prediction. Um. Kelly, I totally disagree with you. I think it's going to be 3-0, but I think at least one of those goals is going to be fucking gorgeous. Who's going to score it? Yeah, Zerd Shakiri is going to score it. Gutman finally going to get one. Gutman's going to score it. Gutman needs it. No. Alan Franco. No, it's going (sighs) to be uh, Almada. Uh, I'm just disappointed. Gutman to do like a long Jeff Lerwinowitz just banger. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, I think the I think the type of goal Gutman is going to score is where it's like bouncing around on the goal line. He falls over and like backs it in to the goal. With just a, a real blue collar goal, like you a know? real like, like, just, like just real steel a, worker goal. Yeah. Like, like you look at a, a dirty LGP goal, real coal miners like, goal. <laughs> like he was one of the guys who started the unions kind of goal. Yeah, like he, really got workers' rights kind of goal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I like it. Just a real industrial revolution. I'm here for it, goal, yeah. You know what? When that gets nominated for goal of the week, you bet who's gonna win on that one. Yeah. But is it Pringles? Is it Cheese It? Who's who's doing goal of the week? Who's doing ref of the week this this Isn't year? Isn't it Pringles? Pringles is the ref call. The referee one, yeah. Yeah. Um I it might be Cheese It's at the goal. I'm gonna one up you guys. I'm gonna say four nothing Atlanta. Wow. At home. Well, Ronaldo Cisneros with a hat trick. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Joseph who? <laughs> Max plays games has already, I, I don't see it in the chat yet, but he's going to get a Ronaldo Cisneros tattoo. <laughs> it's just, it's just going to be a big Phoenix oh, on his so back. I'm so glad you set up my segue. That was going to be my next <laughs> awkward conversation, putting Kelly on the spot about tattoos. 
what's it been two years now? We're coming up on <laughs> midterms and still no tattoo. Should we come with receipts on her Twitter? Maybe when's that happening? I mean, it's I taken. Haven't, a... I haven't decided on the oh, look of it. Wow. Wow. It's gonna it... happen. It's it's going to happen. I just I the I don't know. Do I want it black and white? Do I want it peach color? Do mm. I want it blue? So mm. can do you I want, go... Do I want other things attached to it? So you should go talk to Larry Luke and get him to design it with an Alan United vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. that'd be dope. We do. We've got the crowd funded at this point. Beautiful things. Oh, he does. You know, the time that it's taken you to decide, you could have gotten six tattoos, honestly, and you could have tried every different one and just done cover up after cover up. It took me ten years to get my first tattoo, so like (laughs) this is honestly advanced for me. So, (laughs) it takes me time with tattoos. Tim, do you have any tattoos? No, sir. Yeah, me. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a chance. I was going to get like this uh, chicken on the side of my body, but then I thought that's yeah, just a I'm terrible so idea. Getting... Who the hell would do that? Oh, <laughs> that's great. How are you doing, Kevin? You're doing great. I love it. I Kevin love it. Is the chat? I love it. Oh man. I'm going to get Dan's face tattooed on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that your son? No. no. <laughs> kind of. As long as you get it with this shitty haircut I got. Yeah. Um, Brittany S. in the trap. Love it. I'm feeling lucky. 3-1 Atlanta. Elliot Beaven, 5-0 Atlanta. Uh, Annabelle Rodan. <laughs> Read it. Read Cock it. on the side. I am right. <laughs> oh, man. It's a- am I right? Side. Am I right? Yep. Oh. <laughs> Very nice, Annabelle. Matt Wisniewski, a 2-1 Atlanta. Oh, is Nashville Wednesday next week? Yes, I think so. Yes, it's next uh, Wednesday. Midweek the 11th. Game. We'll be back before then, but the midweek games suck. Especially away. Oh, is anybody going to Nashville on a Wednesday night? I will be in New York. Mm. Um, that's like technically one of the- New Jersey, but yes. Yeah, that's not New York. Um. Yeah, I feel like that's like a really hot ticket to go watch the Tennessee Titans soccer team. Uh, <laughs> did you see that? No, People Magazine called it the Tennessee Titans soccer team. Wow, did yeah. they really? Yeah, they were taking pictures they, of they even uh, took a picture Reese Weatherspoon with the Nashville kit. Yeah, yeah. Let me. Yeah, yeah I, it's it's pretty embarrassing. Like even for like tabloid standards. Uh, hold on. Let me see if I can find what they called it. It's, I'm pretty sure they called it Nashville. <laughs> Matt was No, they did. They, they called it the Tennessee in Titans soccer team. Wow. Yeah, Tennessee Titans soccer team. Yeah, to your, you're right, Matt Wisniewski. We couldn't even get people to Kennesaw. Yeah. That was the whole thing. <laughs> I was that speaking is- out. This would be a great conversation for me to have. So, um, I, 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 can I plug my podcast for a second? Yeah. 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 Is that okay? Yeah. So um, we were going to give you time, day. explicit time, but now you guys play can the see music. She, yeah. Play the music. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to every two weeks or whenever I actually have the ability to do it for work. But this upcoming Wednesday is going to be Will Byron on and Felipe Quintana on. So we got Felipe and Will. We're going to have them go. I wouldn't say go ahead ahead, but it would be a 
contentious conversation because Percy will also be on. So it's a lot of, it's some some type of trolls on Twitter going after other trolls on Twitter. It should yeah, be. Yeah, who's, nice. who's going to flinch? Who's that's going to be more vigilant in yeah. their responses. <laughs> you you got to be vigilant. You got to be vigilant. When you're, when you're facing down another troll, you really got to be yeah. vigilant. Yeah. You don't want to go in blindfolded. Yeah. No, you got to be aware of the masked ones. <laughs> that's, that's true. true. You got to be aware of those guys. Due out June. What's the date? It's June 1st. June Is it June 1st? 1st. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. think so. I need it. A- Future New York Times bestseller, Will Bowron. Um, no, they do usually. It, it becomes a little hard to watch after a while when the two of them go back to back on Twitter. Um, I feel like it used to be just them arguing about Emerson Hyndman for like weeks on end uh, on there. Um, yeah. That'd yeah. Be good. That'd be a fun. Contentious there's always, episode, there's, always a, there's always an argument though, no matter what you do. Yeah, it's like anytime Barco does anything and then Josh Bagaransky somehow logs back in to have another <laughs> argument about how great he was. Like, I haven't seen you on my timeline in weeks. Yeah. I saw him in person at a tailgate and I was like, where did you go? Independent. He, he no <laughs> <laughs> River play. He's too busy winning like state championships as a coach in soccer. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Or whatever he's yeah, he's got a pretty successful. Is it North yeah. Druid Hills High School, I think, is who he's coaching? I thought it was into Atlanta. Oh, maybe well, I could be totally wrong. I have no idea. I mean, he might be doing both. I, but pro- I know I, that I, I see him on Inter Atlanta quite often. I'm pretty sure, at least he was at one point coaching North Druid Hills High School. Wow. But trying to get him back, it's been years since yeah. we've had him on here. It's been a long, long. I'm sure he'd be willing to to jump on. I mean, I it's, had a good conversation with him about the team when I saw him at the tailgate. You'd have to convince him. Yeah, and the eight o'clock start time I think is the big thing that holds him back just because of coaching. So yeah. maybe we'll catch him like maybe summer, we should leave him maybe? at nine. No, I'm good. And Kevin has to be in bed most nights at nine o'clock. So exactly. he's got to rise and grind. That's it. He's got to set off that lunk alarm. That's it. Yeah. Gotta turn that. that I'm sorry. That what? Turkey. The lunk alarm. You know, Planet Fitness, the lunk alarm when you drop weights oh. and start yelling, and the alarm goes. Okay. Woo, woo, woo. Kevin has entered the building. It's a turn yeah. that chicken into a turkey. <laughs> is, that, is, is that the ideal transformation? <laughs> Getting ripped. <laughs> That's the ideal uh, transformation? Uh-huh. For yeah. me, it is. <laughs> no, I say, um, Kelly. No, I thought it's a, is it a rooster or a chicken that's on the side of your. Me? It's a yeah. steampunk chicken, isn't it? It's not a chicken at all. It's, just, it's a bird. I'm just fat. It's a bird. <laughs> it's a steampunk bird. It's just a wind up toy bird. Ah, okay. I'm pretty I was sure going to say, chicken. I thought roosters were more, were more buff than chicken. Yeah, no. So. I don't know. I'm not an av- aviation. Speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of bird anatomy, isn't that the fact? Yeah. Are roosters more more built? This, where, this, where this conversation at? is taking a turn. <laughs> if you want to learn more about bird facts, Kelly and friends, every two weeks, where can they find you at on or, Twitter or something? Uh, at the Kelly Francis. Look, my life is is not is not a, a, any bit simple right now, and I I try to do podcasts every week, and then. My, it seems like my work life, I get the ability to have free time until mid-April and then it evaporates until mid-December. 
I hear that. So, well, I was ambitious. I don't find think any of us Twitter at the Kelly Francis or yeah, you don't need, you just find me on, I, I'm, I drop in people's comments and say stupid things. You can find <laughs> me easily. That's the story of this show. You can find all of us at home before dark. That's before spell being the number four. Thank you guys for tuning in with us. Leave us a rating or comment here at Red Aloud on the show. Like and subscribe. Hit the bell icon to get a notification each and every week. Whenever we go live, Tim will be out next week. Dan and I looking for a guest. Got any suggestions? Let us know at Home Before Dark before spell being the number four. We'll see you next time. As always, be home before dark. Oh, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.